Good morning, everybody. It's so lovely to be here. My name's Rachel, and I am bringing the word this morning, so buckle up. Now, um, we have four boys, and growing up in our household, you can probably imagine what it was like. It was mayhem, mess, um, monsters. They were like little monsters a lot of the time. And um, there was a lot of arguments and tears and frustration and fighting. It was all of those things and more. And... It was often a case of having to sort of wade in as a parent and sort of smooth things over, do a little bit of negotiating, trying to get them to see the other person's point of view. Not always very often very easy. There were lots of tears, and that was basically mainly from the parents a lot of the time of frustration. But actually, it was there was one moment which I um, sort of repeated quite often during our parenting, and that was when one child would get really cross with the other one. They'd have a falling out, the door would slam, there would be tears, and then you'd have to come in and try and help sort of negotiate proceedings. I just think I'd be, make a great world leader, actually. I just really think I've got the skills, if anyone's watching out there. And um, there was one occasion, probably repeated several times, where you'd speak to one child, they would go to the other child and say, um, I'm really sorry, please forgive me. And um, I remember one occasion when child number three went to child number four and said, I'm really sorry for what I did. Please forgive me. And as a parent, it's a sort of glowy moment where you just think, oh, I've brought them up so well. And then son number four turns around and goes, well, I don't forgive you, and you're not forgiven, so there. And you just think, oh, <laughs> all my sort of painstaking sort of help. And, uh, you know, this would be repeated quite often. But in that moment when, where children just really say how it is, I don't forgive you, and you're not forgiven. It, it's kind of, it pulls the sort of curtain back on what it's like to be a grown-up. And they just say it how it is. Because very often, we don't feel like we want to forgive the person that has said sorry to us. But we don't just shout it out into the ether. We just hold it in our heart. And that's what I love about kids, one of the things. Because they're so honest. They're so unfiltered. And what I want to talk about today is how we can be more honest with ourselves. How can we honestly be people that forgive and, and ask for forgiveness? A bit like what they were saying in the video. How we can be like that. And we're going to do that because relationships are hard, aren't they? If you've, been, if you've lived with anybody for longer than five minutes, you will know relationships are hard. Forgiving those that have wronged us is challenging. Asking forgiveness from those um, who we have wronged is humbling. It makes us squirm. And mostly we'd rather not do it. We'd rather avoid it. And sometimes forgiving can actually feel like it's impossible. It feels like it's too hard. Can I just get some nods if anyone has ever felt, oh, phew, I just thought you were all kind of like really good at forgiving. I was like, I'm in the wrong church preaching the wrong sermon. Okay, so you're like me. Sometimes it's really hard to forgive. But the Bible can teach us a lot about that. So we're going to read some verses from Romans. They're going to come up on your screen. If you're in the church or watching at home, you can follow, um, follow along. And I'm going to start at verse 11. Love must be sincere. Hate what is evil, cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in brotherly love. 
Honour one another above yourselves. Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervour serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, and faithful in prayer. And share with God's people who are in need and practice hospitality. Do not repay anyone evil for evil. Be careful what to do, what is right in the eyes of everybody. If it is possible... As far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Now, Paul in this chapter is casting a vision of what it is like for the people of God to do life and to do relationships well. He is saying, actually, what we need to do as followers of Jesus is translate Our forgiveness, which we received when Jesus died on the cross, translate that into how we live out our lives with other people. What he's saying is there's a direct correlation and a connection between our sort of vertical relationship between Jesus and us that actually makes a difference between the horizontal relationship between us and others. You cannot... Be in a really close relationship with Jesus if you are holding a grudge against other people, if there's unforgiveness in your heart, if you're harboring anger, if you're hating others, your relationship with Jesus will be damaged. So there's, there's, like a, it's, there's a correlation between our relationship with Jesus and our relationships with others. And Paul's starting place in um, Romans 12, verse 1, I didn't read it, but I'm going to read it now, says this. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy. That's the opening verse of the verses that I just read, the opening verse of that chapter, in view of God's mercy. Basically, he's saying, look at God's mercy. Look at what he did. Look at how he has treated you. Look at his death on the cross. Look at the forgiveness that he has offered you daily. Look at the mercy that he is offering us constantly, all the time, when we muck up and make a mess. And let that mercy be the fuel that helps you relate to others, that helps you do life well with others. His mercy becomes our starting place for our relationships with those around us. And it's a big vision. You know, it's all very well talking about it and saying, oh, yeah, this is what we should be doing. But this is like a big vision for our lives that God's mercy, what we have received, affects how we treat other people. In a nutshell, because you've been forgiven, that means you can forgive others. Because you've been forgiven, that means you can forgive others. Jesus himself, when he taught his disciples to pray, you may be familiar with this verse, he says, look, you want to know how to pray? This is how you pray. And he lays out the Lord's Prayer. And within the Lord's Prayer, he says, forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. There's a correlation and a connection between our forgiveness and the forgiveness we offer others. And the Apostle Paul teaches this too. Bear with each other. Forgive one another if any of you has a grievance against someone. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. And the next verse, be kind and compassionate compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ 
he forgave you. There's some really key words there. Who are we told to forgive? We're told to forgive everyone, each other, one another, someone. That pretty much covers it, doesn't it? Is there anyone who could be outside of that? Uh, No, basically. My neighbor is covered by that. My family member is covered by that. My husband is covered by that. My kids are covered by that. My boss, who I don't get on with, is covered by that. Everybody is covered by that. Basically, forgive everyone, full stop. Interestingly, scientific empirical research says that forgiveness is actually really good for our mental health. This is not just biblical wisdom. This is kind of the wisdom of the world that says if we get better at forgiveness, we experience lower stress levels, our tension and levels of depression depression and anger will act, can actually decrease as we learn how to practice and live a life of forgiveness. I love it when scientific research backs that biblical wisdom. It's just cool, isn't it? So cool. So let's just get practical for a moment. What is forgiveness? What am I talking about? Well, forgiveness is, I've, I mean, forgiveness is lots of things. I've just chosen three things to talk about. Forgiveness is, one, choosing to let God's forgiveness of you flow through you out to others. The starting point for forgiveness is not ourselves. The starting point for forgiveness is being forgiven by Jesus. Secondly, forgiveness is releasing someone who has wronged you from your judgment and your anger. Forgiving someone who has wronged you from your judgment and your anger. And thirdly, Forgiveness is a step of faith. It's moving outside of what we feel we can often do in our own lives, with our own energy, with our own resources, and stepping out of that realm into what God provides for us. It's actually walking by faith, the Bible talks about it. It's living by faith. It's saying, actually, God, I don't think I can do this, but I'm trusting you to help me do this. I'm asking for the power of your spirit to equip me to do what I cannot do in my own strength if it's a really hard thing or a person or a relationship or something to forgive. So that's, what, that's my defini- de- definition of forgiveness. What isn't it? Because I think that's also important as well. So here, here comes the, my sort of three points of what forgiveness isn't. So forgiveness isn't saying that what has happened to you doesn't matter or that it it wasn't wrong, or that there aren't terrible consequences to what has been done, or small consequences. It's not saying, oh, it doesn't matter, it's fine, because sometimes and very often it does matter and it's not fine. So forgiveness isn't saying it doesn't matter and it doesn't have consequences. Forgiveness also isn't always going to lead to reconciliation. It isn't always going to mean that the person that you need to forgive or has asked you to forgive, that you're going to be in a in a really great relationship because of that, after that, because of that. Or sometimes that isn't possible, sometimes it might not be safe, sometimes it might not be even practical. And there might be many reasons why that isn't going to happen. So it doesn't mean that you're going to be best friends and it doesn't matter although it might be. It might lead to reconciliation. And thirdly, forgiveness 
isn't often easy. It isn't often easy. But it is a command and it is a calling that Christ gives us because he wants to lead us out into the full life, into the good life, into the good place. And he knows that the place of forgiveness is the rich place, is the place of blessing, is the place of fruitfulness. But it isn't easy. And I think we've just got to be honest about that. <laughs> and we can talk ourselves out of doing it very easily. We can say, oh, it doesn't matter. The moment's passed. It's finished. It's done with. It's not really affecting me. It's not really affecting our relationship anymore. It's fine. I've forgotten about it. We can spin ourselves all these sort of lines about why we shouldn't forgive and why we shouldn't go to somebody and ask for their forgiveness. But do you know what? Even now when I'm talking, if you're having that sort of internal dialogue, it probably means there's someone you need to forgive or there's someone that you need to go to and ask for forgiveness. Yesterday, some of you will know, marked 12 years since one of my sons was killed in a hit and run. So to talk about reconciliation and forgiveness on a day like today is just interesting timing, isn't it? <laughs> you know, everything has interesting timing. And so I know, I, I speak from experience. I'm not speaking just because, you know, it's something that's abstract to me. It's personal. To forgive somebody who has wronged me in the worst possible way. I know what this feels like. Not just once, but, you know, in an ongoing way. And um, what I've come to realize is that if something feels impossible, it doesn't mean it is. If something feels impossible to do, that God's asking you to do, it doesn't mean it is impossible. It means that you can't do it in your own strength, but you can do it in his. And so a few months after Sam died, I found myself driving my other kids to a, a play date, dropping them off, and I was just driving back through um, near where I lived, and I just began thinking about the last few months, about the loss, about the, the pain that we were going through. And I just found myself thinking about the driver of that car and, and what she did. And it was painful, as it, as it always is. And it was, I could feel the emotion sort of rising in me and anger rising in me and hate rising in me as I thought about her. I thought about what she did. I thought about what she's put us through, this media circus, the, the loss, the gap in our life that will never be filled. And I, and I just really felt hate come to me in a way that I've never felt before. Bitterness, anger, all the things that we don't want to feel I was feeling in that moment and I began to cry and I began to sob at the wheel of the car as I just allowed myself to sort of spiral into this you know what I wanted to do to her basically in a nutshell and as I was in this moment and just con contemplating pulling over because actually it wasn't safe I just had the words that Jesus taught his disciples come into my head from the Lord's prayer forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. I am not joking. They came into my head. And I knew that the Spirit of God was talking to me. And he was saying, I've forgiven you, Rachel. You know that is true. You need to forgive her. And I just found myself in this internal dialogue with God through lots of tears and snot. And it was, was not a pretty sight. But it was like, God, I cannot do this. I can't forgive what she's done but you, you want me to, so I'm going to try. 
And I prayed those sort of like, one of those emergency prayers, you know, I can't do this, God, please help me do it. Can't do this, God, please help me do it. And that's what I prayed. It was really simple. It wasn't wordy. It wasn't impressive. It was just, I can't do this, God, please help me do it. And as I prayed that prayer, I'm not kidding you. The anger and the hate began to subside and peace came through me from the top of my head, through my body, as I just felt a kind of my equilibrium restore. And the grief hadn't gone, the pain hadn't gone, of course it hadn't. But in that moment, I made a decision that I was going to choose to forgive. And God met me in that place of weakness and vulnerability and gave me what I couldn't do myself. And that's the journey that I've been on for 12 years. That's the journey I was on yesterday. That's the journey I'm on today. But that is the journey that brings fullness and fruitfulness and peace and wholeness. It's a journey of forgiveness that God will never leave you to do on your own. And so as I finish right now, that's what we're going to do. We're going to spend a little bit of time in prayer. And if I've been talking and you've been thinking, there is someone I need to forgive, now's your moment. Or if you've been thinking, there's someone that I need to go to and ask for their forgiveness, this is your moment too. And I find it so interesting that when Jesus teaches the disciples to pray, he puts forgiveness in, in amongst that prayer. Because forgiveness is something that is a prayerful action for us as Christians, for us as followers of Jesus. And if you're not a follower of Jesus and you, 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 this is kind of un, unusual to you, then actually this is a fantastic moment to reach out to God and say, God, if you're out there, help me forgive. Help me to do this. So I'm just going to pray for us now. So if you're in the room or if you're at home, if you're watching on Catch Up, just take this moment, humor me. Just sit in this moment, close your eyes. I'm going to ask the Holy Spirit to come and to speak to you and to give you the strength to do what you need to do. Jesus, I thank you that you call us into a life of fruitfulness and that you're not there just asking us to do things that are too hard for us to do because you're mean, but it's because you want, you've got a big vision for our lives that involves you and involves your spirit and involves you leading us out to a place that, of trust in you. And I just pray for every single person who's watching, listening, watching on catch-up, that you would lead us to be people who humbly ask for forgiveness and to honestly and prayerfully show forgiveness and release those that have wronged us. I pray right now as these guys are maybe thinking of people or situations or relationships or circumstances that need action, that you would give them the gift of your Holy Spirit to follow through what needs to be done today without delay. I just, yeah, we say, come Holy Spirit. We invite you, Spirit of God, to soften hearts in this moment where bitterness has taken root, where hard hearts have solidified. We ask you, Spirit of God, to do what only you can do, to teach us to be doers of the word and not just hearers.
Yeah, we look forward to all you're going to do in us this week as we trust in you and as we forgive those who have wronged us and as we offer forgiveness. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.